Hello and welcome to Shattered Lives Radio, part of the Inside Lens Network. If you are a victim of crime trying to graduate to being a survivor of crime, with an emphasis on the aftermath and how it impacts your life, if you appreciate diversity of topic and want to come along for the ride, if you're looking for cutting-edge programs, information, resources, inspiring people that assist you in finding your voice, you have come to the right place. This is Donna Argor, Lady Justice, your host, with my co-host, Delilah Jones, president of ImaginePublicity.com, welcoming you uh, to uh, this podcast, uh, uh, Shattered Lives Radio. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast as always. So good morning, everyone across the nation. This is uh, Donna Gore, Lady Justice, welcoming you with my co-host, Delilah Jones, and we are doing a special um, previous format show uh, once again. Um, I am sort of alternating sometimes between the new Shattered Lives format and the old when when uh, when we find it appropriate. And today we, indeed we do, because we're kind of killing two birds with one stone in a very positive way. Um, I, I happen to uh, think this week uh, that we have two major events that are coinciding. And um, shortly we're having a very um, special and beloved guest join us, Monica Kaysan, uh founder of the Q Center for Missing Persons in Wilmington, North Carolina, because we are on the precipice of the 15th annual Q Center Conference. And so we are giving our listeners and any newcomers a preview to that conference, but also we are celebrating um, the seventh continuous year of Shattered Lives Radio being on the air. And it's uh, some, somewhere within uh, this Febu- uh, the first week of February. So uh, what we're going to do to accommodate, to accommodate Monica Case on schedule, who will be joining us in just a minute or so, um, she can only stay for part of the co- uh, podcast because of her busy schedule, uh, we're going to feature the preview, and then Delilah and I may reminisce a bit about um, an overview about the show and podcasting and, and whatnot. So good morning, Delilah, and thank you so much for doing this show. I'm very um, pleased to be able to combine, combine these two important issues. Well, good morning, and uh, we do have our guest on board, so I'm very happy about that. So why don't we go ahead and bring on Monica so that we can – I know she has a previous engagement she needs to get to pretty quickly. So let's let let her come on and and talk with her. Okay, very good. Well, good morning, Monica, and thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Good morning, and thank you for having us. We're um, obviously – Got many things to do today, but I am honored to uh, be here and talk about, you know, the important issues of the conference and whatever else you guys have in mind. All right, and and thank you for being part of my seventh year anniversary show too. I'm I'm honored. Yeah, to and have happy anniversary. Oh, thank yep, you. Happy thank anniversary. You. Yeah. Yes, I'm very proud of that. So let's kind of get in, into the heart of the matter. Um, I, I just wrote quickly down some facts and figures, and then I have a few questions um, if you can answer for me. Just to, um, so we're we're embarking upon our 15th annual conference, right? Correct. And you um, you you were founded in I've forgotten the month, but you started the Q Center in 1994, correct? Yep, September 22nd, 1994. Wow, so we're going to be coming up on a milestone year pretty soon, and yes. um, you've helped over over fifteen. Uh, you've trained over fifteen thousand uh, pr- professionals nationwide. Now, is that inclusive of search and rescue people, all kinds of volunteers? Who does that include? Well, we have over fifteen thousand registered uh, volunteers. Um, what we've trained throughout the conference over the year is over 4,500 people that have attended the conference um, with conference attendees and volunteers and, and what have you with, you know, numerous topics over the years and um, a lot of training that you just won't get anywhere else. You know, we're fortunate enough to be out there on the ground and networking all the time that we're always 
learning about new technologies, new issues, um, you know, and we're talking about issues before they ever come up on a, you know, on a global radar or a national radar. You know, we've been talking about human trafficking since, you know, back in 2000 um, and, you know, and supporting the Amber Alert way before it ever got signed, you know, and, and the DNA initiative way before that ever became, you know, a household name. So, you know, these are our topics and, and um, issues and things that are going on in the world way before it ever comes to the knowledge of, you know, the general public and, and most times even law enforcement because experts are out there always trying to figure out a way and, and recognizing the problem way before there's funding and, and other issues to be able to address what's really going on in the world when it's uh, concerning missing persons, you know, unsolved homicide and, and people and mainly the families that are left behind, you know, dealing with that and and so forth. So we're very fortunate to um, meet a lot of the experts and work with them and, and have, um, you know, asked them for help in the past and and uh, and they become, you know, supporters of the cause and, and um, you know, bless us with their presence at our conference. And so that's how we, you know, come up with all the different topics and, and are always trying to, de you know, develop and encourage and educate people on all the different things going on behind the scenes way before it's, you know, out for everybody else to know. Absolutely. And that, that's what that's what makes your organization so unique. And um, we so this year's theme is turning commitment into action. Um, can you tell us how you you came forth with that theme and kind of how I think that really plays out in, in life. How did how were you inspired to create the theme for this year? Oh, wow. Well, um, you know, we're always talking about um, getting volunteers involved and, and how we can get younger people to take up the, the fight and the cause because, you know, obviously all of us are getting older <laughs> and we right. want to make sure that, you know, that, you know, we have preserved, if you will, um, you know, the idea and concepts and encourage the young people to continue on with it. Um, our conference theme, it's a story, actually, you know, how it started. And uh, beginning at the very beginning, um, Chip Krieger, who was our MC, if you will, um, he, he started, you know, like, looking, you know, looking back, beyond the horizon and all these things. So we started putting them together over the years um, and created a story. So now, you know, we're here at the point where we, you know, We've, we've made a difference. We're bringing people together, you know, all these other themes that have kind of made, been a part of this story. So now it's time to, you know, we've built this foundation. We've, we've brought all these themes together and, and promoted them. And now we're a part in the story where we have to start, you know, telling people you've got to step up and, you know, you know, you can be committed to a cause, you know, you can share it, talk about it, care about it, but we want to see people get more active you know, showing up, being a part of their community, um, you know, being a, being more of a voice in the arena, if you will. And so that's right. how we came to this year's theme. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's always the challenge when people have busy lives. But, you know, it, if you're committed to the cause, you really do have to make it a priority. And just, you, you know, I don't think we have to reinvent the wheel. We just use the natural talents we have for your organization. Doesn't it really come down to that sometimes? It does. You know, we've sat through and watched so many different um, things pop up on the Internet. And every time someone gets missing, there's a new group that forms or whatever. And that's all great and well. But people are constantly, you know, wanting you to make a poster or, you know, and, and you know, get the, the word out there. And that's all important. But there has to be more service um, to these families. You know, anybody can make a poster. And right. so, um, you know, I had a family contact me years ago and they said, when my son got missing, you know, there was 20 people that wanted to make me a poster on the internet, but there was no real help. And she said, and the night I called you and it was nine 30 at night, one, I was surprised that you answered the phone. And within 12 hours, you had teams on the ground and actually helping me look for my son. She goes, mm -hmm. I will never, ever forget that. And that's what people need to realize. You know, it's great, you know, to get emotional support it's great to get a poster it's great to get the word out people need more and ultimately at the end of the day don't we all just need to look for this missing person beyond a computer beyond our doorstep you know we need right. to actually 
physically get out and look for this, you know, just like we do key that we've lost or a dog. I mean, I've seen more people get out sometimes in neighborhoods <laughs> and, and canvas and look for a dog before they would have missed the person. And, right. and, you know, I'm a dog lover, so don't get me wrong, but, you know, sometimes you just have to scratch your head. Right, right. Well, I think that that anecdote just kind of encapsulates the, the difference between you and some some organizations <laughs> that maybe all they can do is pass posters. Well, can we, I, and I'm not sure how, how, how long you can stay, so I don't want to rush you, but wanted to know, um, if you can give us a brief overview with regard to the structure of the conference and maybe maybe um, some comments with regard to, to, to some of the people, some of the pre presenters that we have gotten f for this year's conference because it, sound, it sounds very exciting. It is. And um, before I go into that, you know, I've, I've pulled up the, uh, the little story if you want to hear that, how we've come up with the theme so I can just kind of yes, close yes, out on that. Right. Um, it says the National Roundtable Conference was created to encourage all to begin, and the first theme was looking beyond the horizon. For, for, um, and then it says for more that can, that can be done for missing persons and our journey continues, which was our second theme. Each year we realized um, first that you have to work on bridging the gap. That was our third year theme with all concern in each case. We building empowerment together, which was another theme. And all, all while that we know that unity makes the difference, which was another theme. Um, the challenge to work on expanding the vision, which was our next theme, instilled sending a message loud and clear that hope lights the way, which was another theme, um, which became a major focus of ours in support of the journey, which was the next theme for victims left behind. The conference training is dedicated to the mission of getting answers on behalf of the victim. Two conference plays an active role in providing an understanding that everyone needs a pathway to resolution, which was the next theme, in, in their case, which only can be achieved by breaking the silence, which was the next theme, as we continue to preserve the, un, the uh, through the unknown, which was the next theme, and by paving the way to grace, which was the, the latter theme. And then it says, um, the only thing that holds true from the beginning and that we must promote to all concerned the importance of embracing dignity and courage, which was the next theme, and which is vital for all who suffer missing loved ones. And then it leads into our next, which last year was the embracing the dignity and courage. And then now we're here at this next juncture of the story. Wow, so that's, that's fantastic. I that's, love that. that's the story that's sent out every year to our board members, you know, with a, with a list of all the past themes and the little story. And then we come together in January at our annual meeting, which is an all day meeting from 10 to four. And we figure out what is the next part of the story? Where do we want to go with the conference? What are we trying to tell the public? Uh -huh. So that's a better answer is what I'm trying to say. Oh, <laughs> I, I love that. That kind of puts it all together, puts all the pieces together. So we kind of know yep. how, how everything evolved. Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. So, so well, I think, too, I, think I, ahead, I just want to say real quickly that I think the, the theme of this, this conference sort of brings us to a crossroads <clears throat> in that yes. you've had all these years to bring volunteers and people together that are committed to the cause, and now it's really time to to make your commitment count by taking action. Whatever action right. you can take, whatever your talent is, whatever right. little thing, big thing you can do, it's time to do it. I, Correct. I still agree. And we've talked about that many we've talked about that many, many times that everyone has something to offer. And even if you're you know, uh bound to your home and can't get out and physically do things, um, don't let that hold you back. There are still things you can do. You can become a, a support person to call on the phone, you can do paperwork, computer work, you can still volunteer in so many other aspects and you know, I, I had a lady tell me just a few days ago, you know, well, I'm old, there's really nothing I can do. And I'm like, but you're out, you know, you're walking around and you're, you're doing things. So you could deliver food to a search site. You could go make a home visit to a family. You could call, you know, return one of the many calls that I have. Um, you know, there's always something 
And if you're willing, because that's the first part, if you're willing to set aside your own agenda for that day to do something for someone else, we have something for you to do. <laughs> so that's, there is no real yeah. excuse. Right. <laughs> well, me. I mean, I think sometimes maybe we, we just need to put that list out there that you just said and said, for those of you that, that you that you don't have any talent, you don't have any time, or, or I'm homebound, whatever, here's the list mm-hmm. just to remind people, you know. So yep. great idea, and I so agree with your comments, Delilah. You know, we, we have to, you know, talk, talk, there's talking the talk and walking the walk, as they say. Uh, even if you well, have and a disability. even children. Yeah. A disability, <laughs> children, they're never too young. Children can come and help us hold signs and get the message out. People adore children. When we do office drives or public events, we'll have children approach the public, you know, the, the public that's coming up with a flyer or something. They'll take it from a child before they will an adult because they just think it's cute, you know. And then you've brought them into your world because what you've handed them now makes them pause and think about what you're doing. Um, so even children, you know, can be a, a great light in the organization. We've always utilized our volunteers, their family, their children. You know, whoever wants to help, we have, like I said, we have a place and a time for you to help. Yeah, definitely. There's so many opportunities. So what would you like to tell us in terms of uh, an overview for those people who are new listeners um, thinking mm-hmm. of coming? Can you give us an overview of, what you, uh, of the conference and any comments you'd like to make about this year's presenters? Well, obviously, we're excited every year about our, our um, presenters and speakers, our, our class instruction, um, you know, the FBI Next Generation Identification. I'm hoping to peek in on that one, you know, and that's going to um, bring a lot of information. Um, there, there's so many great instructors. I'm sitting there looking at our lineup, and, you know, Delilah does such a great job every year and, and you know, puts this list together. We have many phone calls and think about the different topics and you know, tools and instruments and ideas that we want to put together. And she somehow takes all my craziness and, and gets out there and gets it done. So I appreciate that. And, but Marissa Wright has been an attendee, um, you know, for many years to our conference. And now she's going to be a presenter and she's going to be presenting the healing from trauma and transformation. And I'm interested in that because we always do have people in the conference set to help and to kind of keep that eye out for families that may get overwhelmed or, you know, get a little upset, um, you know, our instructors are very, you know, talked to and very well in tune with that. They're not only presenting to law enforcement and search and recovery people and volunteers and social, you know, agencies and things of that sort and even other nonprofits, but they're about, they're educating victims. So you always have to, you know, it's kind of like a fine line and a lot of people are scared away from that, but our instructors were blessed with every year come in knowing that, you know, they've got a very mixed crowd. So they're very good about speaking to everyone there, the training one personality um, when you right. go to a general conference and it's just all law enforcement or just all advocates. You know, it's easy to teach the same mentality of people, um, you know, one thing. But when you're trying to teach one thing to 20 different mentality of people, um, right. whatever their classification might be and whatever brought them there, you know, it becomes a challenge. And so we are very blessed with our instructors that take on that task every year and that get through. And even the victims come and say, you know, they just feel so empowered. And it's like, I never knew these things. And it even brings a greater understanding to the people that have to service them. In other words, now they have more empathy towards their law enforcement or they have more empathy towards the people who have to do the identification process or even the people that search for their loved one. It just brings a whole realm of uh, better understanding for everybody involved um, because everybody's being taught to their, to them, if you will. In other words, they're, they're being taught in a way everybody can understand and everybody can feel supported. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, um, especially the trauma part, because like I said, we have people that are set up all the time in the conference that are there to help and to recognize when someone's getting emotional or overwhelmed and what have you. And um, so this is going to be a reinforcement of that. And for those people that come every year to do that task for us as well, because we're busy, 
<coughs> excuse me, we're running around trying to make sure the conference is running on time and whatnot, and you might not see that face of that mom or dad who is feeling overwhelmed, but there are people in the audience that are looking out for things of that sort. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that she's coming in. And we just have, you know, Matt Morgan, you know, he's been an instructor before. Um, you know, he's going to be talking about a lot of the search and how searches are formulated and bring a better understanding to the front about, you know, what you're going to see, what what's really to expect. Um, and then, of course, mental health speakers. I mean, that's a huge part, you know, with, um, you know, the journey, if you will, um, of missing people. We just have such a great lineup, and mm-hmm. I would encourage everybody. I know one of the big things everybody's excited about is Henry Lee coming. Yeah, <laughs> from I'm the so Institute, glad and, able to get him. <laughs> and I know, you know, he's kind of like a star, and a lot of people are going to be like, wow, you know, and overwhelmed to meet him, but great knowledge, you know, um, if you've ever had a time to watch Casey's he's involved with a write-up on him, you know, he he definitely is a powerhouse of knowledge, and I think somebody will, I think everybody's going to walk away with something from him. Um, you know, Judith Yates and, and, you know, the whole crew that we've got coming um, and document the abuse is going to be, you know, brought in, and that's important to me for Susan Murphy Milano. Um, you know, we just, we have a really good, great uh, lineup, and I would just encourage everybody to go and, you know, read the bios and, and you know, get, you know, bring a friend, you know, because um, knowledge is great and knowledge is, is growing. And if you're not um, learning something new, then you're not growing. And I don't, I believe that every day of my life, whether it be personal or professional, I always am trying to learn something, something new about a person, something new about a way to help someone. Um, something new about the cause and, and, you know, and identifying problems, whatever it is, um, you know, we can benefit from knowledge. And this conference is one place that everybody can come and get that and feel at home. It's not your typical conference. You're not going to be bored, I promise you. Um, And, uh, you know, you're going to eat well. You're going to be hugged a lot and you're going to feel welcomed. And, um, and don't forget you know, about the, the vigil, because that is oh, so unique with the awards presentations, right? We have so much going on that, that weekend. You know, we start off with our, you know, state outreach coordinators meeting all day, and then we have first day Thursday night. Um, we have training and speakers. We have welcome from all of our dignitaries here in North Carolina and Wilmington, our sheriff and chief of police and mayor and people from the government come out and welcome everybody to North Carolina. You know, we go into a full day of training and activities and whatnot throughout the day Friday with a fun night for your Friday night with karaoke and so forth in the photo lab and all that kind of stuff. And then we go into Saturday again, training and whatnot. And, you know, and Saturday night is, is the more um, serious night, you know, and, and our our attendees are bus downtown. And, and this year we're going to have it on the side of City Hall because they are you know, we can't be on the waterway. They're actually rebuilding from the hurricane and stuff, and that's going to be a two-year project. So we're going to be on the side oh. of City Hall, on the side of Princess mm-hmm. Street, and it's, it's very pretty out there. And, um, you know, we're going to have the candlelight service there where we, you know, honor victims that we found. We hear, you know, um, impactful stories. Um, it's just a great place and open to the public. People can come out and support the cause, and that starts at 730 on that Saturday night. And then the buses, you know, get escorted down there by law enforcement, and they feel very special, and then they get brought back, um, you know, to the conference, and there's a lot of networking that goes on later after the vigil, and then Sunday, you know, we uh, present everybody with plaques and their certificates, and, and usually have a closeout training with myself, and, you know, it's just a very cool schedule. You're going to meet a lot of people. You're going to have a new friend by the time you leave. You're going to feel supported if you're a victim. You're going to feel um, supported if you're not a victim, you know, that people in, people in their, um, you know, service of work to missing persons are going to feel more supported and more appreciated, if you will. So there's, there's a whole, I, I watch it every year, you know, all these people come with these big eyes, like what's going to happen. And, and then I see transformations constantly during lunch, during the auctions, during, you know, passing in the hallway, people don't think I see, but I do, I see all these things, you know, kind of turning. I see the victim, you know, her, their walk is a little bit more powerful. 
um, law enforcement a little bit more relaxed, you know, and, and, and that type of things. And it makes me smile because I know we're doing our job, shut her out and be supportive and gain more support. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah, and so would you want to mention that all those things are available? There's just one all-inclusive <clears throat> price for registration, so there's no extra fees involved in all. I mean, you get so much. Right. Yeah, right? um, the, the 350 um, you can have up to four people attend and share a room. Um, the charge is per room, not per person, because we don't charge to come to the conference. We just handle the lodging. So it's 350 to come, you know, Thursday night and late checkout on, on Sunday. Um, the conference ends at 1 o'clock on Sunday. You have plenty of time to still get home. If you stay local and you don't need lodging, it's $50 per person. And this includes all your training materials. It also includes all your meals and snacks and, you know, beverage throughout the day and whatnot. And you're just not going to find that anywhere. Um, so any conference you go to, most things are separate or you're on your own. But we have you know, great uh, um, contributors to the conference and just, you know, it's, you won't have to leave once you get there, really. I mean, we even give you a ride to the Candlelight Vigil, so <laughs> come fly in if you it, want to. We'll take care of you. <laughs> just very service-oriented, I know. And um, so just wondered, it, because we have this, uh, with this new theme, do you say, I was going to ask you, what, what have you learned since last year, new priorities? So would you would you say that this we have to be um, stepping up on the service service part of being coordinators, being volunteers? Would that be our new priorities for this for this year? I think it's a new priority for everyone concerned because there are so many people out there that I see that are recognizing the cause, which obviously is support in some shape or fashion. But I think people need to start showing up more. I mean, there's kind of like the old saying, um, my mother used to always say it, that, you know, you, you never can remember everyone that comes to the funeral, but you always remember those that did it. And so it's kind of like, you know, we always need to remember that for the missing person. You know, it's not important to be remembered that you were there, but I don't want to be the one that's remembered because I wasn't. Um, and so I think when you're involved in any cause, I don't care what cause it is, that you need to show up that you need to, uh, you know, like if you can't do anything get, and you're too old to drive and you don't even have a driving license, get your granddaughter to drive you to an event so you can go and spend an hour there and support the cause. Because sometimes, you know, a crowd is a thousand words, you know, for people that need that, you know, like they have a missing child or a missing person and, you know, you're holding an event, you know, it overwhelms them and makes them feel community showed up. You know, yeah. so it could be just as simple as that. Just do, if it's one thing that you've never done, I encourage you to do it to help another person. Right. And you don't, you don't have to come for the whole thing if you, if you can't. So, you know, just that one event can, can help you. Um, just lastly, and I don't know, we're, um, wanted to know what, what would you say with regard to how are we trying to meet the need? How are we going to meet the need in the future about the about the the rising need for over six hundred thousand or six hundred fifty thousand per year that go missing? I mean, how do we? What do we? What would you say to our audience in terms of you know this as a rising epidemic? And in, in you're certainly doing your part, but what what statement would you say with regard to that, Monica? Well, education is the first thing, and that's why this conference is important, too. Um, educating communities and, and letting people know how many people you have missing in your state, in your area, and what are we going to do about it? And then, you know, people always say cold cases. You know, that's a large number. But I don't really call them cold. I call them old um, because these are cases that have lingered on in time, and maybe, you know, all these technologies and, and you know, the knowledge we have today wasn't present when this person got missing. Everything reviews, you know, needs a second look. And um, I know that funding is always an issue, but <laughs> excuse me, um, you know, call back some retired investors. You know, they're always looking to do something and let them volunteer. Create volunteerism in your organization, meaning, you know, law enforcement. Everything doesn't always have to be a paycheck. There are plenty of investigators um, that would come back and give five hours a month to review a case and maybe help the new investigators who are working 
um, and take that load off of them and help give their ideas, give them a, a way to go. You know, I, I was having that conversation with law officer the other day. I said, I don't understand why people don't create in their own organizations better volunteer avenues to, to tackle these type of things. I mean, we have a resource and clean case division, you know, even within our organization. And, you know, again, it's volunteer, but at least something is being looked at. At least ideas are being formulated um, and people are, are taking some sort of action. You can do that, you know, even in a, a government agency where everybody's paid, you can still create volunteer avenues to get past people that have worked for your agency, you know, to come back and say, hey, do you want to volunteer? I'm going to be promoting a lot of in the next year or so to come because I believe that, you know, that's an avenue that people haven't walked down. You know, you don't hear mm -hmm. about an all-volunteer group within the police department looking at cold cases. You hear, oh, the government allows so much money for a new cold case division, you know, and it just puts more pressure on the detectives already working or what have you um, because, you know, they have this extra load and they've created this division in their own police department. What about volunteers? That's my question. So I'm going to be talking a lot to law enforcement because I think that's going to help reduce numbers and solve cases. You know, they already have the tools. You don't have to train them how to investigate. Utilize them because they've retired and moved on. Um, ask them to give five hours a month and create an all-volunteer investigative team. Yeah, I, mean, it's I, really I think that's, that's wonderful. Those so of us that, that's kind you know, of one of the things I'm promoting. Uh-huh. I, I think that's a really good emphasis because those of us that work in with nonprofits where all of our lives know about the concept of volunteerism and live it, but there are those people out there that, oh, if I don't get a paycheck, there isn't a value to it, and that's wrong. That's just totally wrong. So I, I totally agree that I think we need to hammer that that forward with other people. So, Monica, can you just give um, – so we can let you go um, – can you give us, uh, you know, contact information with regard to registration and those other important things? And then we'll, we'll, Delilah and I will we'll take the rest of the show, if you sure, like. Sure, absolutely. Um, you can always email us directly for information, which is real simple. It's QCenter, C-U-E, QCenter, at AOL.com. Um, you can go to our website at www.ncmissingpersons.org and click on the conference picture. Um, you know, you can call us 24 hours a day at 910-232-1687. Um, the best way is, is, you know, email us and reach out via Internet. You'll get a quicker response because we can go ahead and send you the link and all the information um, and, you know, sign up and, and just, you know, do your homework. You know, um, you know, Google the conference, you know, read up on the, the presenters and speakers and, you know, um, tell a friend and, and come on and join us and get educated. There's many, many families out there that, you know, we don't have the resource to, to let know that this, you know, gathering is going on. So, you know, let someone know. And, you know, and, and again, you know, even to the general volunteer, well, I want to volunteer or I have volunteers, but I don't know how, you know, much I want to get involved. Well, show up at something, you know, educate yourself. And, it, and maybe that might help inspire or spark something in your life that you're like, wow, I never thought I could do that, and I can, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Very good. Okay, well, we will, and I, we will certainly um, share this podcast as well so that everyone out okay. there gets it. And so we will uh, wish you a good day, and um, thank you so much for appearing, and, and we'll see awesome. you soon, Monica. All right, thank okay. you so much, and thank you guys for what you're doing. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. Very much so. All right. All right. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. So, Delilah, what did you think about the, the comments that Monica just said about, you know, the emphasis on, you know, volunteerism and then the police department and some of the other things? What do you think? Well, I think it's a, it's a great idea, and it's one of the things that Q, it, as an organization, does all the time, is formulate ideas like this and carry them out. Um, and, and it's one of the important aspects of being a volunteer for an organization like this is to be able to step out of your comfort zone once in a while and, like Monica said, show up to use your talents, use whatever it is you have, just even if it's for one day or one event or one 
um, phone call or one person that you can talk to to pass on a little bit of the education that you've gotten from attending these conferences over the years. Um, I know I've been, I don't even know how many, 10 maybe. (laughs) And every year you come away um, a little more empowered, a little more inspired, a little more um, of the feeling that I want to do better this year than I did last year. So to me, that's that's the importance of it. Is is and I love the theme, and it is definitely time. We have a lot of committed individuals in the organization and in the whole cause in itself. A lot of thousands of people who are committed to the issue of, of missing persons, but not enough of of those thousands of people are taking action and we need to see that action. I I think so too. And we need to, you know, you, you need, you need to stretch your, your time, even just a little bit more than what you give will really make a difference. So I, I like the emphasis. I like the emphasis this year. And I also think we need to, to stress with people because it's not necessarily known. Okay, yes, there is this three three fifty registration, but that can be for four people to a room, and you can show up for an entire day of events. So you you could capture the presenters or the instructors, and also participate in the lovely and impactful um, and emotional. Um, candlelight vigil and award ceremony. If you come on a Saturday, imagine for fifty bucks. And and you know really so we need to um, you know get the get the word out there about that perhaps a little bit more, and so you know I just have a very good feeling about about this year and maybe it's, it's going to be a year of change in terms of stretching the organization in a lot of different ways which is which is what we need right absolutely absolutely yeah it it is true so um I. I, maybe this is a good time to segue a little bit into the other reason for doing this this show today. And although I'm, you know, I I don't want to blow my own horn. That's not why I'm saying this is the seven year anniversary. There is another connection with the Q Center, and this is why I chose to combine the two elements. Um, I, I've been uh, with the Q Center for about about seven years, and in in the beginning, um, I was introduced um, via Susan Murphy Milano, um, and um, she was very involved with the cause and with Monica, and um, I was asked to give a presentation. Although I wasn't, you know, a coordinator at that point, and so I was I was pretty scared. Um, because I didn't know this audience just like she did. And although I had some ties being a homicide survivor and my dad going missing briefly, um, you know, I I wanted to see what this was like. So I remember Delilah so clearly with you and Susan sitting in the back of the room and thinking, oh, no, they're going to critique me. I hope I don't bomb. <laughs> and, so, and so Susan... Um, had given me, or let me borrow, I guess, a a granite rock, a little rock that she gave me to put in my pocket for good luck. And I think this had some significance for her. And I don't exactly know where she got this rock, and I still do have it. But she said, "Hey, th- this is for good luck, and we're going to be there, you know, listening to you." And it was at that initial presentation where at the end I talked about a lot of different things. I believe I talked about the whole concept of how people who don't understand who are not a victim of crime, they always talk about, you know, you need to move on. It's been two weeks. It's been a month. So part of my my presentation was about that. But at the end, um, I wanted to give them this concept of Shattered Lives Radio. And just to give you a little bit of the backstory, um, Denny Griffin, um, author, private investigator, former police officer, had invited me on a cruise for true crime authors. And, um, And this is many years ago now. This is probably about, I don't know, eight years ago or more. And it was a great conference. And during that cruise, we sat down and developed this concept of why don't we do a radio show that focuses on 
the aftermath of crime. In other words, there are far too many shows and too many blogs and too many whatevers that focus on the perpetrator and solving the crime. But how many people are out there really talking about the victims, really talking about the families, or talking about what resources there are, talking about, you know, um, you know the backstories of the families or how um, the emotional aspects of it, the healing aspects of it, the grief, um, social work, elder care, what, what have you that are connected with crime. And so it was during the Q Center, my first conference, that Shattered Lives Radio was, was born. And I remember passing out these little cards and telling all them to, you know, please listen and you can be a guest, et cetera. And maybe, you know, a handful of Q, Q Center people had been, been um, guests. They're still a little shy about it, and I don't know why, but, but we have had a few, and those have been very good podcasts. So I, I, I just thought it was very good to make that connection because it was with uh, me evolving as a person and then becoming a Q, um, Connecticut State Coordinator that was part and parcel of the growth of Shattered Lives Radio. And to me, that's very special. I don't know, you know, how many people, you know, know about that. But seven years is a long time, and it's and and now we're now I'm getting into a new format, an informational format. We will occasionally go back to this kind of format. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it, and and hopefully Susan would be proud of the longevity and what we've accomplished. So I just wondered, Delilah, from you as a co-host, you as a, a producer, you you who have done so much for me with regard to this show and many other things, what what kind of things might you have to 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 share in terms of? You know this format, the interview style, maybe what we've have have I have we achieved the goal of um, uh, telling people about the aftermath of crime? Have we given them, you know, good information and resources? Um, what 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 are your thoughts in in, in that line of of uh, speaking? Well, I absolutely feel that you've you've met the goal that you set out to to accomplish definitely with all of the hundreds and hundreds of um, episodes that we've done over this past seven years, there is just a ton of information and it's information um, not just from us lay people, um, but very big experts uh, in their field. So you've covered a lot of topics, you've covered a lot of issues, you've gotten the uh, opinions and information from people who are experts in their field. So I think, yes, you've definitely accomplished your goals there. And I think it's it's something that you should definitely be proud of. Well, thank you. Um, I am, and I just want to formally say thank you so much for all that you have done. Well, you're because... quite welcome. I've, I've enjoyed doing it. It's, it's uh you know, it's something that is, I feel, important, and it's a priority to be able to to share the information that you have and to be a part of producing the show and also co-hosting is is an honor for me. Well, thank you. Um, it's you know, mutual admiration society there, I guess. Then, um, with. You know, it, it is, and, and, and the good thing about it is that there's longevity here because there's a library that, that will always be, and people can go back to it. So, for example, here's, um, you know, there's so many shows that are timeless because we are, we're issue-oriented. For example, this is the uh, National uh, Teen Violence Awareness month as well and uh, Dr. Bill Pettit had put up something about that and it spurred my memory last night and we did a wonderful show with some teens from uh, from um, the, the Charlotte area North Carolina regarding this topic so I asked them if I could share and I put up that show last night so regardless of what we happen to see online I think there are so many issues that we have covered that are somehow crime related and you know, I have ventured out occasionally beyond the homicide and missing persons arena, 
We have done human trafficking. We, you know, we have done um, elder care. We have done Alzheimer's and dementia. We have done so many different things, but there is always some kind of a, a link to crime, and we can hearken back and that information, although, you know, maybe it was done a couple of years ago, the the meat of the information is still true, and you, you can still get a lot out of it. So I do encourage people to go in and to make, make, make use of those archives. But with that, um, I wondered, you know, we've got about – 13 minutes or so, I wondered if we could talk a little bit about um, the evolution of the podcast industry and what is it that people are doing now and, you know, maybe the importance of, you know, the new informational format that I'm trying to do and kind of cross over to some other topics and create other audiences as well as my my main audiences and um so i think you you have more of a background with regard to that could you explain to people that um this the show isn't going away per se but we're just trying to expand in the importance of you know having it available on other formats etc Sure. Well, you know, you're right. There has been an evolution to podcasting. In fact, when a lot of of people started, nobody even called them podcasts. It really didn't even have a name. It wasn't regular radio, and people didn't understand. They were like, "Well, what what channel do I or what what number on the dial do I go to to hear?" your show and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily it, it's evolved from that then came podcasting the word podcast became a little more well known in the public and it seems to me like back in the day when when most people first got started doing it um uh especially in the in the true crime arena we started with a lot of author interviews because there were a lot of true crime authors out there writing about specific cases so you discuss the case and so forth and then it it came about where people started discussing um cases that were current trying to put together some of the pieces, some of the evidence pieces, and not necessarily trying to solve the crime, but to get people thinking in another direction that possibly they hadn't thought of before. So that, you know, with with different guests brought on and, and so forth, it, it kind of went in and that direction. And that's how direction. Crime Wire got started too, Delilah, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, Crime Wire, Susan Murphy-Milano's show um, on Hear Women Talk was, was definitely in that format. Um, so, yes, a lot of the early, early people in t- that got into it early on, that's kind of the format that was followed. And now it's a little bit different. I think with the, when, oh, a few years back when the podcast serial came about, it was following along one particular case. Um, each episode presented a little bit different information from different people, and it was told in a totally different style. It wasn't told just by having you and I talking on on air. It was told um, in, in a storytelling format, and I think that's where the differences come in, and I've seen a lot more of these types of podcasts like Up and Vanished and, and Levi Page's new podcast with Web Sleuths, um, he does a crime and scandal, and the new one is on the case where they're doing the same thing. They're they're taking a case and devoting a whole season worth of episodes towards presenting information from whether it's the law enforcement, the detectives, the family members. Um, so it, it's given it's given podcasting a, a totally different. Um, way to get information to the public and it's people are jumping all over it true crime has Mm -hmm. become like the biggest business out there right now and especially in the podcasting business so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i've seen over the years um but again i think with your um show shattered lives you have focused in a different direction where you've focused on 
uh, you know, not trying to solve a crime, but giving giving victims, giving um, families a format to to share their voice, to share their feelings, to share their opinions, and also the experts who can uh, share the information in the way that they have. So, yes, I think it's it's very different and it's very needed because a lot of people are not aware of where they can get the resources and the information about the resources that are available to them. And you've been able to bring a lot of that forth. Yeah, and like I say, I feel very fortunate to have done that. And another very positive um, byproduct is that I've been, and this is just not, you know, Connecticut-based, it's not South Carolina-based. This has been nationwide because we, we've had many people from, you know, the West Coast, the South, every everywhere, you know, uh, um, just so many different entities and people that I've known. So I'm very blessed to say that I have a, a wonderful you know, uh, national network of, of very um, esteemed experts in many, many areas. And had I not had this as a, as a vehicle, I would never have, you know, been able to broaden my horizons and my knowledge and, you know, my enthusiasm and passion uh, beyond, beyond the realm of, you know, how it started, you know. And so this, this is a wonderful vehicle. And I, I'm just hoping that we can I, – I am currently doing a, you know, a series on being a, a medical – having to be your, your, your own medical advocate with disabilities, but I will be winding that up, although trying to explore other, uh, you know, other people for that audience, but I will be doing other shows on crime-related things. But, um, you know, I guess with the other format, sort of the, the sky's the limit, but I have to – I, ha- I, I want to extend the invitation to all of the people here to please, please do try and uh, listen to the other format that, that I'm doing now. I mean, it's wonderful to have Delilah as a co-host, but, you know, she's not always available to do shows. And this way I can kind of do some of these other ones and do, do brief ones um, kind of any time, any time, um, you know, uh, it, that is convenient for me, and we're still getting some information out there. So um, if anyone has ideas if, uh, on what you'd like to hear in terms of informational shows, whether it be crime-related, you know, perhaps missing persons to help Monica get, get the word out if there's some particular aspect of missing persons that you want to hear about. Um, you know, I have hundreds of blogs as well that I tried to feature um, but if someone has a particular topic they'd want to hear about informationally, um, typically some of them may be 15 minutes long. It's not an hour show that you have to devote. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I would like to make it easy for listeners. So um, I don't know. Are there other, other things within, within that genre that, that I should be informing people about, Delilah, in order to – you know, try to engage them in this new format? Well, I I think it's just a matter of making people aware that it's out there at Anchor FM, anchor.fm, and just search for Shattered Lives. And I think what you're doing there is another avenue that's very, very important. You're, You're opening up. You're opening up into your personal life and, you know, the disabilities that you've had all your life and how you've coped with it, and how it affects you today. And I think the information for people who are in your similar situation, no matter what the disability might be, is another avenue of of informational and resources that you've been able to find and share. Um, People don't know where to turn sometimes to do things to make their lives a little bit easier um, especially with a disability. And you've done a fantastic job of pulling together a lot of different resources for yourself. And I think it's just wonderful that you're willing to share it to to a broad audience so that they can take advantage of the work that you've already done. Right. Well, thank you. And I, I, I think that's kind of the only way to go because that's where I, I d- derive my 
joy in life by sharing and giving with others, and especially if you think it's something of value that other people will benefit from. So, yes, so we're, with regard to that series of podcasts, um, we, I, uh, we, you and I did a show that was, what, a couple weeks ago uh, because it was so detailed in terms of a, a journey that I had been on uh, and still am, am on this journey and it hasn't been resolved in terms of how am I going to um, increase the quality of my life if I ever get to uh, be able to get these uh, special AFO uh, braces on. Um, but I haven't, I haven't achieved that particular point yet. I have an appointment this week, and we're still going to be going at it with a number of different people. But again, there, there are um, a couple of other uh, true crime uh, informational shows that are in there in there as well. So uh, I want to make it diverse. I want, uh, but I, I would love to have feedback in terms of what aspect do people want to hear about. Chances are I may have written about it in a blog. I can incorporate that into an informational show, you know, for 15 minutes or whatnot, and and that may help people as well. So I just have to say that, you know, I truly have embraced radio um, in, you know, in in more than one format and will will continue to do so. It's a big part of my life, and um, I just hope people out there will will keep listening, will will pass it on to new listeners, and, um, you know, that's just kind of how... How, how things go with me. And um, again, I want to reiterate that um, people should um, d- be interested in the Q Center for Missing Persons. Um, do not limit yourself to saying, oh, well, my missing person was only missing a couple of weeks and or the homicide was solved, so no, I don't belong there. No, it's it's not a case of that. We, we also invite professionals such as social workers, mental health people, law enforcement, um, you know, um, state government workers, all kinds of people, um, and, and victims and their families. Their family members are welcome. Their, their children, there are things to do in the Wilmington area. So please don't let it limit yourself. Uh, don't limit yourself by, by saying, no, I, I don't belong there. Because as soon as you get there, you will, you will, you will see the warmth. And um, Delilah, before, before we go, we have about a minute and a half. Let's talk about our fairly new MC, uh, Peter, uh, Lieutenant Peter Sester. Was he great as a master of ceremonies that last year? And he's continuing to be uh, one this year. Is that right? Yes, as far as I know, I haven't been told otherwise. He's a great MC. <laughs> we we always need to have someone that keeps everything going, and he has has stepped into some big shoes that were were filled after um, Chip Krieger stepped down. And for many many years, Chip was was the guy. He he kept everything moving minute to minute, and it's amazing how this conference comes about. And how much planning goes into it, and it literally is minute to minute, and it's put on like a production. And people who are attending don't see the background, don't see what's going on in the background. And and again, it's like putting on a production show. So it's, he plays a very very important part. He he keeps everyone's spirits moving, and he's just a great all around guy. So we're very very happy to have him with us. Yeah, yeah, we are. So um, it, that's that's another. It's, he's very entertaining. He's not only very talented uh, investigator, but very entertaining as well. So we're looking forward to that. And um, so I guess we're about out of time for this show. So I just wanna, I just wanna thank everyone for listening, taking this information, sharing it, and uh, thank you, thank you all of you for being part of of my listening audience for, for seven years and hope, hope will still continue strong in some way, shape or form. And thank you again, Delilah for, for everything. And so I'll see you on the next show. Very good. Congratulations, Donna. Thank you, Delilah. Okay. Take care everyone and have a good weekend. Happy February.